Welcome to episode number 16, Helping Hand. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you're now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast, episode number 16, Helping Hand. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with the full crew. We got Gabe, Goose, Heck, and Manny. You. In this episode, we discuss helping others, memorable moments of help, the gratitude received as payment, and helping the homeless. We wrap this episode up with quotes from the Dalai Lama and Simon Sinek. All right, if you're new to this podcast, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. Every Tuesday morning, we have a new release, a new episode. This is episode number 16. We want to thank you again for joining us, and we kick off every episode with a short story. This one's titled, A Helping Hand, taken from values.com. So we're going to jump right in. She had been bleeding all day. She was my good friend and closest professional colleague at the time, back in the 70s. It had been her first day back at work after some surgery, and I guess she should have taken a few more days to recover. As soon as work was over, she and I headed to the emergency room and spent hours there waiting to be seen. Once I got her settled, I had to leave her in my apartment a while. I dashed off to take a final exam for a very important evening class I was taking. Upon my return, I decided Liz was in good enough shape to sustain a trip back from my Northern Virginia apartment to her home in Maryland. It was nearly midnight and we were both exhausted. Once on the highway in a not particularly safe part of town, we heard my car make a funny noise and then it was shaking violently as we drove along. Quickly, I pulled off to the shoulder and determined a tire had blown out. Never have changing a tire before, I went about trying to figure out what to do next. Liz, weak from losing all that blood all day and weighing only about 80 pounds to begin with, hopped out and tried to help me. I had to scream at her to get back in the car and relax. Within seconds, a taxi pulled up behind us and a huge man emerged and began walking towards us. I am certain the blood drained from my face and I nearly fainted in fear. Got a flat there, girls? In no time at all, this kind person had changed my tire and rushed off back to his taxi. He refused any form of payment and would not even tell me his name. He will never know the extent of how badly we needed the services, his services that particular evening, but I, for one, will never forget his kindness. All right, so this episode obviously is titled uh, Helping Hand. This short story is titled A Helping Hand, and... Um, it's kind of incredible the power of the human, uh, the human being when we actually do reach out and, um, and give someone a helping hand uh, selflessly. Um, a lot of times we're so evolved or involved uh, in our own lives and, and, and rightfully so because there's so much going on and we're controlling our own destiny. But at the same time, uh, to the, seeing the kindness and, and, and patience and understanding uh, from an individual, it, it, it just a, it's a level of maturity that is um, it, it's it's amazing when you see it happen. And this story kind of encapsulates all that. 
a taxi driver driving by, seeing two ladies, uh, not even knowing what they had experienced that entire day, uh, stop took time out of his his his, uh, his busy schedule because if you're a taxi ske- uh, driver, you know every minute is valuable. You're waiting mm-hmm. for that f- next phone call, for that next ride. And um, I changed a couple flat tires in my life. Took me probably longer than an average uh, person. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to say about 15 to 20 minutes probably. I'm not sure. Is that is that what you guys think? About 15 minutes to change a tire? It might be yeah, faster if you're NASCAR be, yeah. drivers. That's about, that's about right. <laughs> but dude, you got to crank the thing, you know. That's yeah. It's about that. Versus yeah. locating all your equipment. Well, where, yeah, where the the, the jack is, sure. spare tire, and that's if you don't know your car. Yeah, some people like like this lady. She didn't know how to do this ever. Yeah, she, she would have never known where her stuff was at. Like she probably wouldn't even know to look underneath the the was that the, the floor mat thing in the back of the yeah. trunk or yeah, 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 yeah. that's where they stay now most of the time. Yeah, but not not even that. I mean, if you've ever, you know, everybody's on a highway. If you ever watch somebody change their tire, all right, I've I've actually uh, called a guy taking his tire not even jacking the car but already stripping the lug nuts taking it off i'm like oh man he's he's really gonna damage his car so oh, a lot wow. of people just don't know like to jack up the car get it up off the air and then you know loosen the lug nuts to get the tire off they'll just do it right on the ground and just start torquing away and i just sit there as i'm driving by and i should be lending a helping hand a lot of times <laughs> i don't i continue to move forward but wow. um, yeah you know what's exactly. funny when you were that guy that, i laughed at one time i saw it was a uh, called minimal maintenance class for Anyone who's a new driver, and I'm like, what in the world would you do? I guess obviously that's exactly that's that's exactly it. Show you where your dipstick goes for the oil, because some people they'll take it out to check it, they don't know where it goes. Well, heck, you've picked me up uh, one time when my when my car broke down. Was it a flat? Yeah, it was a flat. Oh, I just had a straight up flat. Yes, it it wasn't even that. I was on the side uh, side of I ninety five. Anyone knows uh, coming in between Street Road and the Bristol exit going northbound, and I pulled off to the right. You can't change a tire there. There's mm-hmm. no like your my car barely fit. I was on the white line of the actual highway. There's nowhere to pull off. It was just you're stuck. You're just no there. But there's no shoulder. There's no shoulder. Yeah, it's just literally it was the width you of my car. Got out car. through the passenger side. I got out through the passenger side. I jumped. Mind you, I just came home from work, so I'm like suited and booted. I jumped over the rail and I'm just standing there. Cars are flying by, going like however fast they're going. Seventy-five. Um, definitely past the speed limit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and my car was just rocking back and, and shaking forth. back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. heck, when are you coming, bud? Because uh, <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> Seriously, but at that moment, all I could think of is like, dude, when is this kid gonna get here? Holy smokes! It felt like forever. He got there within 15 minutes. Right. But it felt like it was 45 minutes because. My eyes were peeled back, and I'm just staring at the cars flying, like, yeah. however fast they were going. Um, yeah, really and I could imagine this lady, like, imagine, like, actually, what she's thinking. This, she just came, Her friend just came out of surgery, um, who is, you know, not in the best condition, about 80 pounds. So she's concerned about, you know, thinking. My, meanwhile, she's taking the time out of her schedule to take care of her friend, and right. then her tire goes out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, well, where's the good karma there? All right. But then this guy with the you know the whole taxi driver thing pulls up and kind of saves the day and doesn't and did it selflessly. I love that word. I never know if if you like I've seen it multiple times. Obviously driving on the highway, I've seen it multiple times where somebody's helping. I always wonder, like, that a brother? Is that a dad? Is that an uncle? Or was it just some random person? I always think like, oh man, yeah. 
Hopefully something good happens to that person. Because I, I, I just I won't stop. I it's true. So, so, so you won't stop. You see someone it, it, in that situation. No, like if you're in a parking lot and I'm familiar with the area, but on yeah. 95, it's so close. Yeah, people aren't paying attention. Yeah, either on their phones. You know, you could be doing a good deed, and this is me being a pessimist, but you could be doing a d- good deed, and you know, all of a sudden you get hit by somebody not paying attention. There's so many people who don't pay attention. Where I would be like. Let me save my own hand rather than try to help somebody. Absolutely. Or, they're, or they're just watching what you're doing. You're pulling right. up. Right. And they're not paying attention to what right. they're doing. Exactly. You know, boom, they're off the cliff yeah, or absolutely. whatever the case absolutely. may be. But bumping into you or whatever. Right. So, yeah. but no, in a situation like you're in a parking lot and somebody needs help, they look confused. Absolutely. But on, you know, a busy highway, I would, you know, I pass. I defer. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting too. Um, the other thing is there's uh there's like towing companies that are waiting like at exits re- yes, ready to yes I, I, what's the was it state um state farm what's the the red and white one that uh, is state tri- farm that there but there's triple oh, a that's triple a, a. Oh, triple, triple a. a is the big yeah, yeah. one okay so triple and rob's was up there wasn't it yeah. rob's towing rob so two so two com- like two towing companies pulled up within those 15 minutes so i'm like obviously either they're getting like a tip off or they're just sitting at exits waiting to someone to freaking because right. it's dangerous for someone to be pulled off anyway yeah. right i mean but triple a is like a like a membership type thing anyway so if, if they're waiting i mean somebody called them yeah generally for that yeah they're definitely on standby yeah. for some reason i want to say state farm yeah, I'm sure that everybody's got them. All the insurance companies. Um, yeah, have they them. have like a roadside assistance type thing. Yeah, I so mean, hold on. Let's answer this. Would you guys stop? I look at that guy and say, "Good for you, bud." I, I just, I, um, I, I just don't. But sometimes you hear like the random stories of like people who, like pretend to be on the side of the road and like you know bad things happen. So you like sometimes you think about stuff like that and you yeah. just like keep on going, just like unfortunately because you don't know those type of situations. Right. I Twice, mean, I'm sure they're few and far between, but. Twice I got denied. Or not denied. They just said no. My, you know, um, my brother's coming, or I just called for towing. Whatever doesn't so you matter. Stopped. Um. Yeah, but I wasn't on ninety five. It was. It didn't happen. Oh, okay. It happened like in the streets. Of, uh, I think I was in Levittown, and mm-hmm. one was in a parking lot. I just walked out the gym, um, and there was. It was like an older guy. But he didn't look like he knew what he was doing. So mm-hmm. I, I asked him, like, uh, "Do you need help, bud?" He said, "No, my brother's coming," or whatever. Right. And then <clears throat> the other one was, it was like on a random street, but it wasn't like a dangerous. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't no. So I pulled over and um, actually I was at a red light, really. Um, not trying to sound heroic. So I just pulled over. And I actually yelled out the window. It wasn't like I walked <laughs> out, introduced myself. Because, you know, some people get, they feel uncomfortable. I didn't want them to feel like, I'm like, dude, do you need help? I'll stop completely or I pull over, I turn around or whatever. I've also, there's one time there's a hitchhiker. It was coming on four. I think I was on four thirteen. Yeah, four thirteen, and it was pouring rain. I don't think this per this person didn't look like this was something they normally did because they were like kind of well dressed or whatever, and um, it, it looked like they just got caught in the rain. So I remember pulling over like, "Yo, you want to ride, bud?" And he said no, but I just kept driving. But you did that? Yeah, wow. I, I actually no. In fact, I actually b- passed by him. And turned around. You, you know what? You know what I'm gonna. Yeah, you know tell you why? It around. was on the opposite side. You know what I'm gonna tell you why? <laughs> because I had an internship at um, Jean's Hospital. I think it was Jean's Hospital, and um, I had a walk from the train station to the hospital, right. and there was no sidewalk. And I remember getting caught in the rain twice for somebody just like suited and booted, and rem- like just th- I thought of myself in that moment, like, dude, this is awful. And the one part was in the morning. So I, I went into this place. This it was like the first or second time I'm meeting this guy for this internship. I had mud all over my dress shoes, just 
And I just looked at him. He's like, do you take the train station or something? Do you walk here? I remember him saying that. It was so obvious. There's nothing I do. I remember running into the cafeteria trying to get like napkins and water. But my oh, khakis were, there was nothing I could do. Right. Like I cleaned off my shoes a little bit. But I just had made it on time. Oh, it was- so, so you internalized your experiences and was like, ugh, and you kind of made yourself feel bad for that guy to stop. Well, I actually, so when I was walking and going, I was like, man, if I ever see someone going okay. through this, I'm going to stop for them. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the first time I ever seen it, but for some reason it triggered that moment where I was walking in right. from the train station to Gene's hospital. And you got to see this. It's literally like, it's a beautiful neighborhood. There's no sidewalks, though. You ever seen those neighborhoods? It's just like yeah. a driveway and then just yeah. a mailbox. There's no sidewalks. And it's like a pretty, like the speed limit on the street was about like 40 miles per hour. Hmm. So these guys are humming. So I remember running across the street, then running back because I'm trying to look at the gap on properties where there's enough space so I can, you know, stay away from. At one point, I was literally walking like in a forest. It was just like a bunch of trees. It's like, oh, dude, that's why I said it was pouring rain. I'm like, dude, if I ever see someone walk in, you know. I'll try anyway if I can. I was that. I was that. <laughs> I was that guy. You know the on, in Bristol when you're going around through uh, right before you hit the uh, right aid after you pass Bell Bridle. Yeah. yeah. Well, that part always floods. So I was that dude. I was driving but not paying attention. Like I don't know what I was doing, but I know there was people walking, and I splashed the living crap out of these two ladies. <laughs> and all I hear them is screaming. Well, it it, it, it was done raining, so they're walking. So I guess they waited for the rain to pass, and they were walking, I guess, home or whatever the case was, and I completely saturated them. Like I, I was laughing. I'm like, dude, what an idiot! Like completely. But I'm driving. I'm like laughing, like because I'm like, dude, I really just soaked these people. <laughs> so it so happened that it fell back on me though, because the same place, the same location. I was riding my bike and didn't think. Obviously, I don't know why I was riding my bike if I had my license. But I remember I was riding my bike on, on Pond Street, and that same thing happened, and the car just came by and soaked me all up. I was like, what the heck? I was like, I guess that's what happens when I spice this girl. So it was kind of karma, I guess, payback for it. Absolutely. I was so, it was funny like in, in, when it all happened. It was funny, and then I sit back and think about it. I'm like, dude, I was like wrong because I didn't intentionally do it, but I like felt bad, I guess. Like, you didn't I feel know. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I Well, that same did. location, I actually, I was on uh, fourth or fifth grade i got drenched so i was well i left home and i purposely left late because it was raining and i had my saxophone with me so i didn't want it to get wet and there was nowhere like i couldn't the saxophone the case is huge mm-hmm. um you, I, you couldn't like just stuff it it wasn't like a clarinet you could stick in your armpit and put it under you know and run uh so i waited and my mom's like well you know I remember calling, <laughs> I'm like, what do i do like this you guys paid like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars for this you know, metal device that I'm about to demolish with some like rain or whatever. So I just wait it out. I'll call the school, tell them you're going to be late and tell them why, whatever. Okay. I wait. Of course, it stops raining. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So I'm like walking, so cool. I'm like, I'm going to take the long way. Just kind of take my time. I'm already going to be late. Hey, I'm going to be late. So I'm walking. Dude, don't you know? Same thing. I mean, I saw this wave of water coming at me and I just froze. I'm like, Over your head. Oh, man. And went boom, just like crashed on top of me. And I remember being so mad. I didn't even know what to do. At this point, now I'm late, but I don't want to go home. I would have went home. 
Was yeah, I don't want to go me. home because now I feel like my mom's like, oh, you definitely just made that up. There's <laughs> no way you got, you know, I'm like, Jumping it's not even believable at this point now. Right. So I remember just going to school and just running into the bathroom, getting paper towels and drying off the uh, the case that actually protected the uh, the saxophone. Now, nothing ever got wet inside, but I that same corner, though, that same bend. Yeah, that bends. Bad sewage. Bad, yeah. <laughs> bad sewage. But, all right, so moving along. Uh, dictionary.com is going to help us define the term word help, which means to give or provide what is necessary to accomplish a task or to satisfy a need, contribute strength or means to render assistance to cooperate effectively with aid assist. All right. So with that being said, that was a cool short story, uh, great input. Now we know the, the actual definition um, let's jump right into segment number two, which is titled questionable. What was a memorable time when someone or a group of people lended a helping hand to you or to your family? Um, so I'm, I'm just going to jump right into this one. Um, <clears throat> it's one that will forever stay in my mind, uh, for as long as I live. Um, my father, as you guys all well know, uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer and a lot of times, um, people do, you know, like the whole beef and beer thing to help raise money to pay for medical expenses, etc. Um, it was, so, so obviously we did the whole, uh, beef and beer thing. Um, it was, the turnout was one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was people from all over our town, uh, surrounding towns, fantastic, uh, turnout. We raised a lot of money, helped out my parents it went as bad as smooth as they go. The auctions went great. Um, my mom gave kind of like a little speech thanking everyone. Just seeing everyone come together uh, and then you could physically see the generosity and kindness kind of, you know, come together and, and for a good cause. But, and that was absolutely fantastic. But the thing that always will get me um, is uh, we call our, you know, our group of cousins, Team VC. Um, Team VC, V stands for Velez, C stands for Cuevas. Um, so the group came together in ways that we, I don't think we could, me, Mike, and Heck could, or my family could ever repay. Um, it was, the girls went out of their way making phone calls and, and, and getting, um, you know, sponsors to help us and people to donate different things and um, the guys went out and were picking up stuff for us and we're using their trucks and just, and setting up the tables and someone went and got balloons and then someone went and got the tables and they're, they're setting things up. And, uh, my good buddy, uh, Mike Velezquez donated his time for to be the DJ. It was just a group of people that came together to act, that actually made it all possible. Um, it was just unreal. I think... When it comes to beef and beer, the expensive part is getting the beer. I even think the beer was donated. Like so, it was like so many cases. Remember that Manny's yeah. wife Jen got some like type of hookup or whatever. Dawn Staley donated like a, a bat that was signed by um uh was it Pat Barrel? I don't even know. Yeah, his one wife. of the fillers, yeah, yeah. Same Pat Barrel. Yeah. But um uh Deshaun Jackson um he helped donate something. His his he gave father, Jersey away. yeah, he gave Jersey away. His father uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer. So Deshaun Jackson's a um, uh, former Eagles uh, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, 
What's that? Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, that's right. Cedric the, the Entertainer donated the, the, what, the, the, hat, the hat brand or whatever. Uh, that, no, and the beer. The beer one. Oh, beer so beer Cedric beer. the Entertainer. Thank you, Cedric. Um, <laughs> donated the, like, you know, funds for us to buy the beer. Obviously, he didn't ship them from California, but he sent over the funds. Because I remember we were going back and forth. Oh, should we do kegs? Should we do uh, cases or whatever? But it was that was it was that collaboration to make it all happen when I'm thinking, when I thought of the helping hand. Because without any of that, oh, people putting, donating baskets, right? Because mm. you had to put all these, ba- we had like 50 baskets. Yep. Was and it, it was like, you don't call it or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Like I mean, it was thing. like legit, like baskets. It wasn't just, you know, throwing like, you know, three little lottery tickets in one thing and like, oh, you know, let's do this. It was like Phillies tickets, uh, Eagles tickets, uh, Flyers tickets, signed, uh, you know, apparel by professional athletes that were legit, you know, athletes. Um, just the way it came together for me, for me, that, that's what, that's what it was all about. I mean, that was what made it phenomenal. I will like be forever indebted for the group of people that unselfishly came together, uh, for the greater cause, because they also knew, uh, especially the close ones, the actual team VC knew kind of personally what we're going through with, you know, taking my dad. So it wasn't like we could, you know, let's put up the spontaneous event because we have all the time in the world. We're all working full-time jobs and we're, we're I was working multiple jobs just to freaking, you know, help out or whatever. But um, so just, they, it was like this understanding that was never said. It was kind of like everyone just kind of felt it and just provided or helped where they could. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened. I don't know. I just always, be, I'm always blown away because of how naturally it happened. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just, it had nothing to do with me, heck, uh, or my mom. I think it was because the type of guy my dad was. And every, I feel like everyone knew he dro- he would drop anything at a drop to help someone else out. And it was seen. Um, I mean, even the show up with, at his actual. Uh, benefit it was seen just the love that was there um i even remember we we auctioned or at the end of the day i'm sorry at the end of the event we uh he had like the winning ticket or whatever and it was like 50 50 yeah like oh there you go 50 50 uh so it was a 50 50 and um i don't know it was, it was a decent amount of money it's like 1500 or 2500 dollars the person won and uh it was a cousin of ours and she didn't even take the money she donated it back yeah, into yeah, the whole yeah. Husband, yeah yeah and i was just like that was just something, and that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't think people were there to like win a basket or win something or eat food or literally drink beer. I literally feel like they were there for the greater cause, but it was because of the individual that they were helping. I felt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what made the difference was the person they were helping out. The 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 event was was I think uh, a, a, a even before that the the bigger undertaking was getting the team together and getting it done. I mean, it started with a, a blank piece of paper at Heck's apartment at that point. It was in your living room where we all got together and it started off with a blank piece. Well, what are we going to name it? You know, what are no, we going to do with it? It was your apartment. It was your apartment. I was about to say that. It, it was, was your apartment. apartment on 413 or whatever you guys used Brittany to live. Springs. Britney Springs. In Britney Springs. It was in yeah, your it was apartment. Yours in my apartment? Yeah. yeah. I remember sitting on the floor. I was yep. just going to say, it was at your apartment. Yeah. Oh. And it started off with with scrap, and we're all in there, and it was just, and we did it, and in, in two hours, you know, a whole event turned out, and I thought that that was like, damn, and nobody said anything. Look, this is happening, and everybody kind of showed up, and 
we started it and it was uh it was good yeah mm-hmm. i remember uh the barbershop was one of the locations to buy tickets dude and seeing the people that i least expect come in and like buy tickets mm-hmm. purchase tickets was like it blew my mind and they're buying some people were buying like a ticket per person in their family which some of them weren't even going to attend that was yeah. just their donation yeah. towards their <clears throat> their donations towards the whole event Right. Like that was like they're not gonna be there, so we'll just donate the twenty five dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was crazy. It was awesome. So every every I guess form of cancer nowadays has like an associated color uh, mm-hmm. with it. So pancreatic cancer is uh, the purple, and uh, so I think it was you, Manny, who said mm-hmm. the whole oh like it's gonna be purple night. I'm like oh yeah, it's purple yeah. night. Like we get it. And he's staring at he's like, no, like, he could be, like, and he's, like, our purple knight, like, K-I, or K-N-I-G-H-T. Knight in armor, yeah. Knight in yeah. armor, and I'm like, whoa. It was, like, that double meaning thing, just, like, and this all happened, uh, I'm gonna say under 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And we just, everyone just, like, took roles, like, it happened so naturally um, that it was just unreal. Uh, so it was, like, the purple knight, and then now we still carry on his legacy sure. uh, when we do the team vc family phillies games we you know we wear our purple shirts but you know in memory of uh, miguel ava les jr and it's just like it's just one of those things it's like dude that's beyond that it it just brings me back to the the original kind of you know statement and remark with 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 saying uh it was all done because of the kind of person uh i feel like anyway because of the kind of person uh my father was Absolutely. All right, cool. So uh, with that being said, we will jump into segment number three titled Dad Life. And uh, the question is, was there ever a time where you helped your children out with a project and they were so grateful? Or a time when your parents helped you out as a child with a project and you beamed with gratitude? I don't have one for my children, um, and because technically, even though being 18 years old, I was I'm still you know being paid for uh, by my parents. I consider myself a child. The first time my parents were to check for thousands of dollars for me to uh, for my room and board for college, I kind of wasn't expecting it. I was I went to the financial aid office and um, we went there, and I was waiting for the loan paperwork or something, and then my dad kind of just gave a check, and I was like shocked i like looked at him he looked at me and he, he didn't really look at me he just kept looking forward and i'm looking at him and he's like don't make it a big deal type thing like he's just staring forward i smiled from from head to toe and from head to toe from ear to ear uh i, I smiled <laughs> smiles on his toes i got a smile on my toes that's how big it was but yeah the greatest smile ever but i was i was beaming like he, he was like my dad was the man like when he left there i was like man he, i saw light around him. he was he was the greatest thing ever that was one time i was i i really remember being just proud as hell and super grateful for for what he did because i know you know he didn't have obviously they had enough but they didn't have it just kind of laying around. Uh, it was like a big sacrifice. So that's the one time that I can go back in the memory bank and be like, man, I was I was really grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's like a that's like a that's a good one, especially w- w- uh, with college and stuff, and just being a broke college student, which sure. I can totally relate to because my whole thing was I, and I'm sure it's probably like the same thing with most people. I, I don't, I have no idea, but. I hated asking my, I never asked my parents really for anything. And I'm not talking about when I was six years old and asked my dad for a candy to go to the corner store. I mean, like, 
in my eyes, I'm like, dude, I'm a grown man. I'm 18, 19, 20 years old. I'm not asking for... So I would literally... I was like, I'd rather sit here and starve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And not have any food than ask another man who's grown and busting his tail off to, you know, provide for his, you know, for his family or whatever. But for me, um, I remember sitting in my college dorm. It was like a, like a Saturday morning, Saturday, Sunday morning. I forgot what it was. And it was one of those things. I say this story all the time. We were up uh, in Towers. Mm-hmm. So we're sophomores at Temple University. And um, I, I just went through my food already. I mean, not already. It was just like, a, you know, it was probably like three weeks. Like a hundred bucks worth of food. Three or four weeks. Um, and so I basically had, I was down to like pasta. Uh, nothing else. There was no like sauce or anything. So I'm like, all right, so I'm just going to have like buttered noodles or something for dinner. Dang Yum. Yeah, um, and probably I I'm, I don't even think I had bread, dude. I think I just ate like peanut butter off of like a spoon for lunch or something, and I was probably scraping it. So in my mind, I'm just thinking that I didn't eat this yet. In my mind, this is what I'm playing. I'm like, whatever. I'm covered for Sunday. Literally, I was in straight up survival mode. I'll figure something out Monday. I have no idea what the heck I'm gonna eat, but I'll figure it out. Um, and, and I'm good with that. And I actually think at that time I had like my meal plan had one meal for a day so i was always covered for one at least one meal or whatever it was so in my mind i'm like i could anyone can survive a one meal you know what i mean so but uh so anyway long story short uh i get a phone call from my mom and she's like jim are you awake i'm like yeah why she's like oh i don't know i just didn't know because i know how you know uh you like to sleep in on the weekends because you're exhausted or whatever I'm like, why? What's going on? She's like, oh, me and your dad are around the corner. I'm like, in Philly? Now, if you know my mom, she yeah, wasn't she's biggest, not the biggest fan city of the city. Person, no. <laughs> it, it's nothing to do with Philadelphia. It's just any city. city she's general. just uptight. There's a lot going on. It's very busy. She's super anxious. It's just not her thing. So I was shocked. Um, I'm like, well, what are you guys doing? You want to like, you want to do something? You want to walk around campus? Like, I didn't even know what. And in my mind, I'm like, crap, I don't got no money. Like, I don't know what am I going to like. I would love to take them out to lunch or something, but I don't have it. Um, so I was like, oh, we could probably just give them like a tour or something. She's like, oh, no, no, just come out front. We're parked out front. So I remember I was like, all right, well, that was that that escalated really fast. Uh, <laughs> went from what are you doing to we're out front. Um, so I go running down, you know, from the dorm room or whatever, going out. And her and my dad are just there. It was like with like this massive uh, like. 20 bags of groceries and i'm like holy smokes dude i remember just like getting watery eyed i'm like i'm so hungry <laughs> i didn't even know what else to say like i was so hungry because i was like say, thank you I, i'm so hungry <laughs> and I, anyway so anyway so long story short uh my parents like hooked it up and I, for some weird reason all i keep seeing is uh raisin brand cereal and in the back of my mind, I'm like, yes, yeah, not just cornflakes. Yeah, we yeah. got some raisins in this, dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's how, like, the smallest little thing is just a, a little grocery, you know, oh, that, yeah. you know, probably lasted me another three or four weeks or whatever it was. Because um, I ate my food very conservatively. Because I knew, <laughs> I was like, I got to make this rations. Stuff last. Yeah. Rations. Yeah, I literally took one cup of cereal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm making this thing last. We're stretching this. I But I remember being so grateful. I kept texting my mom, thank you and I love you. Um, I appreciate you guys. I know you came out here super uncomfortable for you. Um, whatever, and said that. And uh, dad's like, oh, yeah, 
he had, he had, he, was a, he had to do something. I forget what it was in Philly anyway. So they kind of, you know, two birds, you know, one stone kind of thing. And then later on that night, I called him again. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I opened the cabinets. There's food. Thank like, you. so I was yeah, like, awesome. yeah. I'm going back to my dorm room. I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> Dude, it was just food. Yeah, it's all Like, I was just so hungry. <laughs> like, three days, four days. Like, I, I didn't say anything, though. I'm like, how in the world they know I, I needed food? And mom's like, well, you, you didn't mention anything. And we're like, he didn't, at this time, I didn't have a job um, at, at Temple. Um because my job was like in the summer when I went into, you know, whatever. So I didn't have nothing at Temple. The following year, that's when I worked or whatever, like plus going full time or whatnot. But at that time, I was like kind of stuck. I'm like, dang it. Uh, yeah. So to avoid that situation ever again, I got a job. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, I got a part time job. There you go. Instead of, you know, I, I was not waiting for my parents to save me by any means, but mm. it happened and uh, I was super stoked. Nice. I just remember seeing the raisin brand always cracks me up. Well, yeah, for me it was um, when I got a got that phone call asking if uh, I wanted to become a, a barbershop owner. There was a barbershop that went up for sale or whatever, and um, first person I called was my dad. I'm like, "Yo, pop, you know that barbershop we used to go to in Bristol when we were kids, blah blah." blah. And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, it's up for sale or for rent, the building," and uh. They gave me an opportunity to, to take over. He's like, all right, let's check it out. So we go, and we look at it, and he's like a little kid, like, just staring at everything because everything was so old and outdated. So intrigued. And, yeah, and outdated. So he's just, like, like in awe. Like, in the back of his mind, he's like, I can sense. He's like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. But meanwhile, I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, I don't, like, you have to put a deposit first, rent, last, uh, whatever, deposit first and last rent or whatever. Right. And, this came to like a shock to me right away on the opportunity where I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't in no position to open up a business. So um, we looked at it, whatever, and then uh, we set something up with um, with uh, the landlord where we're going to meet up again to do the paperwork because we, we agreed. I'm like, dude, this is like crazy. I'm saying, yeah, 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 and I don't have the full funds for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so then I, I told I told my dad I'm like Pop I don't I'm like a couple hundred dollars short on this I mean if we can stretch it to to sign the um, lease like another two weeks I can I, I'm good he's like he's like no we'll, we'll we'll make it work we'll make it work so we're driving home and uh, I picked him up so I dropped him off at the house and uh, he's like come inside so I'm like all right so we're all out back hanging out whatever and then uh I, as I'm getting ready to leave he I see him run upstairs. And he comes downstairs and he's walking me to my car and, ha- and like hands me an envelope. I'm like, what's this? He's like, how much did you need? I'm like, just a couple hundred. And uh, he's like, well, that this is enough. This should be enough in there to, to cover it. He had no no clue of what number it was. Yeah. I I never said it. Whatever. Yeah. So I go in the car and I sit there and open it and it was like the exact amount that I needed that I was sure at that second. You know what I mean? I could have. Right, right. And I'm like, what the. Dude, like, it, talk about getting choked up and, like, yeah. whatever. Like, he made it happen. Yeah. So, then, like, I called the landlord. I was like, uh, we can sign this lease, like, tomorrow. Like, yeah, instead yeah. of waiting, like, a couple of days or whatever. I'm like, we can do this tomorrow because I want, I want to, like, jump on it, like, right away. So, we go. F- I fill out the paperwork, whatever. Now, I'm like, everything in my bank account is, like, clean. I'm like, dude, this place <laughs> needs to be redone. I have nothing. <laughs> yo. So, like, a week later, my dad's like, yo, we're going to start re- renovating. I'm like, uh, I really don't have, like, he's like, don't worry about it. We got this. I'll get you started. 
And, dude, he, like, helped me all. Like, I repaid him as I went along. I was giving him money back. But most of the times he, does, he wouldn't take it. So I paid him in other ways with things and whatever. But, like, just to, that jump start, yeah. yo, it was so, so crazy. It was, like, dude, and, and like you said, like, they they work so hard for their – he has a whole, his whole house. He has his – his like his family he has to take care of. He has all kinds of stuff. But Pop always had like a little secret stash because he would go to the flea market and yeah. put stuff to money to the side for yeah. I guess things like this. Like but um dude without a hesitation he did it for his kids. Like he, he wouldn't like dude he'd sell his shoes or like to take the clothes off his back for, for anyone. Yeah. But um yeah, just that moment like had no clue how much I needed. It was to the T. Like just made things happen. And I'm like, This is real, this is gonna happen. So, like, now, five, almost six years later, I still have the shop. And, like, I would never it, – it, there's more of just having a business because it's my passion. But yeah. there's more into the building because of his sweat, his – his uh, his ever his, – he was probably more excited than I was. Yeah. Like, so, to me, that I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, Pop, Pop was he, – he was like that, man. He's the, he was the guy who's take his shirt off his back. You know, kind of give it to you. If yeah, you and and he he did it without even saying anything to my mom. Like she had no clue he was handing me money. Like yeah. just just a jump start. Obviously, he probably, he told her later on or whatever. But it was just yeah. like a like a me and him one on one kind of thing, which was like it was, for me it was pretty deep. Good job. Pop, Pop had that. Uh, he had that passion. It was uh, always willing to help someone out. He um, I remember buying my house and I uh, and he was sick. He was really sick at the time when we bought our house and um. We got the keys for the house. Uh, Jess, my wife now, she was my girlfriend at the time. We bought the house and uh, we got the keys. And her and I and the kids are just running through the house. And I told Jess, like, look, I'm going to start stripping this place down. Or I'm going to start one bedroom at a time, ripping it apart and, you know, getting it ready to get it suitable for us. Because we only had like, I think we got the house on a Friday and we had to be moved out of our apartment by Wednesday. Well, that Friday night... I'm in there ripping up stuff by myself. Next thing you know, my mom and dad come through. And Pop, like I said, Pop was sick. All fragile. Like, he just thin thin as all hell. Like, just, he came in there with a hammer and started ripping down paneling. Like, we literally ripped up this room in an hour. And he, I don't know where his strength came from because he didn't have the strength to do it. But the inner body, his inner strength just, like, came on out. And me and him worked our butts off for that those two hours and i felt bad i'm like pop stop you can't you know just chill out don't need he's like no no you have to get this house done you have two kids and jess like you need to have them into this house he's like we need to get this done so he really in his head he wasn't sick in his head he just knew that there was something that had to be done and like and i remember that room like to me that room always was meant something to me working in that room and like even that was the first room we started, and that was where I ended up sleeping at for the first like two and a half years, three years of the house. The first one to the, the first, right? yes, the first, the little, the smallest room. Yeah, yeah. We started working in that, and it's like I won't ever forget that. And then the one I have a dog, so I used to walk my dog up and down the street, or walk her in the backyard. Our house didn't have a fence, so we didn't have the 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 privacy the fence. privacy fence or any types of fence at all. Like you know, our neighbors behind us had the fence, and on the side of us had a fence, but it wasn't a closed and fence and um my dad and, and uh, my mom go so what are you doing for the for the dog He's, i was like i just take her out for a walk like walk her in the backyard and let her go to the bathroom there and take her down the street and you know pick up her poo and <laughs> throw it out or whatever 
So the one day I went, like like I said, Pop was sick, so I would go every day to visit him. So the one day I went over and I, I called him. I'm like, yo, Dad, what do you want for lunch? Because we will go. I'll go for lunchtime. Me and Lainey. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Um, so I go over there and then as I was about to leave, the infamous white envelope comes out and he hands it to me. I'm like, Pop, what's this? He's like, just take it. It's for the fence. I'm like, but we got it. Like you guys need this more. You have a lot going on, and I, I totally understand. Like we'll we'll take care of it. We'll get the fence done. And again, I don't know where in the heck this guy gets his math from, but to the penny, the money that he gave me was the same exact amount that I needed for the fence. Like it was incredible. Like I didn't put anything out of pocket, and what he gave me paid for the entire fence to get done. Wow. So he was always like that's why like when like when I go to my backyard, I always look at the fence, and I always think like pops is always out there like. Cause that's the kind of stuff that he would, he would always like to be outside and stuff. So, being my house, I always think about my dad and and the help that he could give at the time that he was around for it, and uh, I will never forget that. And I think I think every loving and caring dad would would you know do a lot for their kids. But there are some people who definitely, regardless, they just go the extra mile. Yeah. I mean, someone on their basically deathbed. Is not gonna let this happen. We're definitely gonna get this room done. You have yeah. to be in here, and I, yeah, exactly. I actually, I do remember that. Um, and actually, I was, um, for me, I was actually working. Um, so for people are probably like, well, where the heck were the two brothers at? Um, so I was working full time. Then I had a part time job cleaning. Um, at this time, me and my wife were uh, getting married within that same year. So we're saving up for a house, saving up for, you know, wedding stuff. And, um, my dad, it was a part-time job of his too. So I actually, when he got sick, I actually did his job, um, and my job. So I took care of his job cause I, you know, it happened so suddenly where he just, he just lost all his energy and he went from one thing. So I didn't want to kind of, I felt bad for the owner. He's like, well, I don't have anybody. So I was like, no, 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 I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Um, and it was one of those things where not, not that I'm even related to, you don't, I didn't even think of it. It was just like, yes, I'll do it. It's not, yeah, it's not, you know, I, I'm doing what, cause I know my dad would have done the same thing for me. It wasn't even like a, you know, a thought. I was just like, I'm doing it. I'm just telling him, I'm coming home like two more, three more hours later. So I'd be rolling up at home, you know, five 30 in the morning, coming home at 11 o'clock at night. But, um, it was one of those things that, that definitely, I don't know. I, I think his work ethic, the person he was, is that I hope I could be just like a quarter of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know that's at one level, at some level, has has rubbed off. Um, but, it, you know, like when someone's not here, you just try to think of like, well, how in the world do I repay someone who's not here? You know what I mean? That's the stuff that always crosses my mind and drives me crazy. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Last year, I put out a spoken word album and a book titled The Motivation Files, and it was all dedicated to my dad, and it was basically accumulation of everything, our life, life lessons, the debts, basically, and I don't mean financial, I just mean every other aspect uh, that I owe to him. I just wanted to give him something, because I didn't know what else to do, so, you know, my for me, the idea that I came up with, uh, you know, paying tribute to him in that manner and dedicating... Uh, those two projects to him, but uh, yeah, Pop was a special person, so I was it was it was pretty cool. So I'm not surprised at, at any of those two stories. Um, so yeah, Manny, I got nothing, brother. Can't follow that one. Okay, I know. I feel like we're crushing it with the freaking my dad stories right yeah. now. <laughs> I say I don't have anything as heartwarming as that, but I mean, 
The only thing I thought of was um, when I was like, younger, I was like seventh grade. Um, you know, he had to do like those science projects, whatever. It was like the big white um, trifold board oh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Science fair. And it was like I, I skipped <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I failed that. But, um, but like I had one of those things. I had like all the materials. I forget. I don't even remember at this point what the even like the subject matter of it was. But I remember I had like all the materials. Whatever I had to like. But I was just terrible at like organizing all that stuff. Whatever. Right. So like my mom like um say blade organize everything put everything on the board make sure everything looked fine she helped you know redo stuff if I needed to help redo stuff and all that. you know turned it in whatever grateful that she even helped me with that to that point you know say blade and all that stuff whatever because obviously she works full time and all that stuff at that point um but then like turned it in I was like grateful just to have it in and somehow I I wound up being in the top like six of the class or something what? whatever it is and i want to like we were like we were taken to like that's a awesome. pizza like place down the street or like oh that's awesome we not to go out of Jeez. class and just like <laughs> it was like it was like a local like pizza pizza joint but it was like only like the six of us got out of class to actually go there and do it i was like oh that is that's, awesome. that's awesome like wow that's amazing like i wouldn't expect anything like i mean some some of that stuff i didn't, didn't think anything of i was like oh okay i'm glad it's you know it's done but it was like how how like, how much time did she take out to help you it was probably like she gets home probably like you know four thirty. It was probably we probably stayed up to probably like eleven ish or whatever that night. Right, so like, organized on, minus the stuff that I already had four done hours, before. Four or five hours. Four or five hours. Just that night plus plus stuff. I was probably doing it for like a week straight anyway too. So probably okay. the random stuff she helped me with, like just getting right, stuff say, and like, all that stuff. Even say twenty hours. Yeah, but just imagine just that one project that stuck with her son for a lifetime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You right, don't yeah. realize how impactful we actually are in our children's lives. They, you, I never heard that story, and we, yeah. you know, we say like, and that just know. randomly, like, I popped up when I was like reading like the subject matter. Did you like, save her slice of pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ate next one for her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that, it's it's incredible the power that we actually do have when when we are lending someone a helping hand. But it's a, it's especially you know, it's super special uh, when you can do that for your own child, um, whether they realize how important it is or special it is at that time that's really you know deep down that's not what you're doing it for uh obviously not the recognition um but you know you would do anything any right you know parent anyway in the right in their mind would do anything for their child uh you know when it comes to stuff like that and just knowing that years later even though that you know at the time oh thanks mom and it was kind of like very simple and they, you know, they're gathering around their friends saying a story like, you know, my mom helped me with this project. Yeah. So much so. It was so good that we ended up going, you know, getting some pizza. I got out of school for it. And he's like, wow. Like, just kind of like that wave of, um, you know, karma, good karma coming back. So, all right. So let's jump into, uh, with that being said, into our next segment uh, titled, uh, What Would You Do? And uh, just a quick question for the guys. What would you do if a homeless person comes to you asking for money to buy food? I buy them food. I don't give uh, them money. Uh, yeah, I would. I would go buy them food. I I wouldn't hand them the money because I don't know what they honestly would do with it. Yeah. I would rather know that I you know went out. Even if you go to McDonald's, buy a cheeseburger and fries and a small Coke, I would know. I would feel better knowing that that's exactly what I bought, and and I know he's gonna have that's what going. something warm in his stomach for. For the day, that's you know what I mean. Like you right. helped them out for that day, right? My sister, like when she started college, like years ago, whatever. It was like it was something like that. It was somebody I came up like, oh, can you have money for food or whatever? And I think her friend bought her a sandwich. She's like, I want a sandwich. I want the money. So it was like, so it was that type of situation. Yeah, exactly. where it was like, yeah, 
you know you did right by actually giving what you were asking for not you know not just you know giving you money because that's what actually what you wanted but you you're saying it's because of food so you like you know you're doing right on your part yeah. the one time i was at uh i went on my lunch break and i went to the mcdonald's and uh there was this guy sitting at the on the front bench like the, the mcdonald's where i went to was uh there was like um I guess chairs and like the round tables outside and stuff like that. So there was this guy sitting out there and I ordered my food and I sat down and for whatever reason, I sat down facing the window so I could see this guy. So a lady comes in and I don't know what made me turn around to notice, pay, pay mind to this lady. It was an other lady. She walked in, she got food, whatever, and walked out. But as she walked out, I saw her walking over to the old, the, the, the homeless guy. At the time, I didn't know he was homeless. She walks over to him, hands him a sandwich, hands him fries, and hands him a drink. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's like, that was actually awesome of her, like, to come out of nowhere just to, like, yeah. buy him lunch. So it just so happened when I was I was done eating my lunch and I was walking out, and I said, um, uh, I said, oh, that was very nice of you to get him, you know, get him a lunch. I was like, that was very thoughtful. She's like, yeah. She's like, I just, you know, there was something about it that, god made me do it like not made her do it but like put it in her head to go help someone today and she said i thank god for another day mm. and hopefully he has another day also wow. i was like wow that's pretty crazy like sure. huh. how that just happened right there in front of me on lunch break yeah. yeah yeah i remember uh i used to work at a uh a deli a local deli there in bristol and um you used to get uh part of i guess part of you know our job or whatever was uh you got one meal like on per shift or whatever and I don't even remember ever seeing this guy ever again, but he came in, he was just kind of wandering around, and uh, there's just, you know, every once in a while you get weird activity. It's a business, <laughs> just whatever, you know, just some like goofy stuff going on. You're just, so, you know, they just tell us, yeah, just keep an eye, you know, it's, you know, whatever. So I'm like, all right, so it's night shift, and... uh so we're going around. I see this guy just wonder. He just kept doing circles. He I'm, honestly, I don't even think he was even looking at anything. He was just like walking in circles. And then all of a sudden, I'm starting to think, like, dude, it's hot as anything in this deli. So you, and it was a summer. Like, so you're definitely not like here for the air conditioner or something. And um, so whatever. So I just let him go. I'm like, oh, can I help you, sir? Do you need anything? You looking for something or whatever? He's like, I'm looking for something. But I just, I you know, I can't find it or whatever. I'm like. What are you looking for? And he was like, um, he's like, oh, no, 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 it's all right, it's all right, I'll find it, I'll find it. And just kind of like mumbled off and walked away. And I'm like, okay, well, I it was like closing time and whatever. So this night I didn't get to eat my, you know, all my break. I don't know what happened where, I don't know, I guess it got busy or something. So I had my sandwich, my, you know, my cheesesteak sitting there like rolled up, all heated up or whatever. We're like closing shop. So whatever, I, I'm in the back doing dishes, I come back out, dude, this had to been like 40 minutes later, I totally forgot about it, and this dude's still like doing circles, and meanwhile, I'm like, dude, guys, does anyone else see this guy just doing circles, or for right, a whole hour at this point, this guy's yeah. been walking around the, huh. you know, the shop or whatever, um, and they're like, no, 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 he's, he, he, he keeps saying he's looking for something, he's, we're watching him, and he's not, uh, okay. So whatever, long story short, I go out and I'm like, I'm done doing whatever. So I start talking to him like, dude, are you honestly looking for something? What's going on? He didn't seem harmful at all. He didn't seem, I've never seen this guy in my life. He didn't yeah. seem, so that's what the guys are saying. We're just talking to him and they kept telling him like, we're, we, we got, you know, you got to kind of, you got to leave because we're about to sh close up. He's like, well, can I leave with you guys? I'll leave whenever. So then I'm, I think I'm like, oh man, it's going to get weird. Uh, whatever. So I'm like, I'll walk you out or whatever. Let's just go. And I'm like, you hungry? 
I'm like, I didn't get to eat my lunch, you know, on my break or whatever. He's like, yeah, that's what I was looking for, a piece of food on the floor. And I couldn't find anything. Oh so I was trying God. to find something. What? Maybe you guys were going to sweep something up. Hmm. I'm like, what in the world? Because like I'm telling you, like this dude was very harmless looking. He didn't look like he was going to steal anything. He, didn't, he just, he just, I don't obviously he was looking for, he was literally looking for a crumb. Wow. And I just crazy. so happened to break, and I just had my full sandwich. So I was able to just, and I wasn't even that hungry. You know, you get past hunger, you're just like, yeah. right. it was yeah, like yeah, nine yeah. o'clock at night. I'm not about to eat this whole cheesesteak anyway. It was perfect. I remember just like breaking it in half. And dude, he looked at me with these big blue glazy eyes. Just like, thank, thanks so much, brother. I'll never forget that. And he just, he ran out. Like, he just ran out. Just, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I yeah. guess he had energy, but yeah. That's and I just remember crazy. thinking, I'm like, what in the world was That's that? Crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, there's other instances. We all went to Temple and, you know. There, there's a lot of you know opportunity to help people there uh, when it comes to you know to those guys, but it is true some pe- they just want the money for you know other things. They don't really want the because um, there's uh, locations there on site on campus where it was a uh, like a buffet style, so you can grab extra stuff. You know, what I mean? it wasn't like a, you had to get like ten dollars worth of stuff. You yeah, can just grab yeah. whatever you want. So we would grab extra bagels, a mm-hmm. couple bananas. When we come out, we hand it to them. Yeah, they didn't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them will take it and some of them, you know, whatever. I don't want that. <laughs> mm. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. But, um, but hey, we're all out there. You know, if you're out there trying to, you know, give a helping hand, I guess it's really the thought um, that matters because I know I was a broke college student. That was the only thing I was able to do. Absolutely. But, uh, all right, so that wraps up this episode of the Rotated Views podcast, episode number 16 helping hand in this episode we discussed helping others memorable moments of help gratitude received as payment and helping the homeless we're about to wrap up this episode from quotes uh, by the dalai lama and simon senek so the first quote by dalai lama goes like this our prime purpose in this life is to help others and if you can't help them at least don't hurt them and the second quote is by simon senek A leader's job is not to do the work for others. It's to help others figure out how to do it themselves, to get things done, and to succeed beyond what they thought possible. All right, good stuff. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Rotated Views podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. There's a new episode every Tuesday morning. Visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. Peace. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.